Play with the knobs, man. Play with my knobs. Play with the knobs, man. Play with my knobs. Play with the knobs, man. Play with my knobs. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to. Uh, uh, take, take we're trying to. We're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. Biff, why did the grapefruit go skinny dipping? <sighs> Good gracious. Why did the grapefruit go skinny dipping, Jock? He found it appealing. Hey, why? You might get this one. What happened when the Jedi licked a toad? What happened when a Jedi licked a toad, Jock? He got Star Wars. Star Wars. Hello, we can't afford the you know the uh, the rights for that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I keep I it short. Keep it short. I had to stop yeah. at bar six because once six. you get eight bar, you got you got to pay. That's right. Because if this one thing I know is George Lucas and John Williams need the money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hello, everybody. It is Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. And before I forget, one of my favorite tweets from Mark Hamill, speaking of that, and he's posted a couple of times and he posted every time he's like, I'll say it again when somebody will say, have a, a shot of like props. It's like, hey, if you could take one prop from Star Wars, what would it be? And he always says, George's wallet. <laughs> well, you know, have you ever seen the... Um there was a Carrie Fisher uh, special. Uh, it was a, it was based on her book, but she did a you know uh, a one person tour, you know, kind of doing the material on stage. And she talked about how you know she sold her rights. And so if I don't know if you've ever seen, um, I think it's called Wishful Drinking. Yes, That's yes, I know of it. Yes, have you seen it? I I, I haven't, but it, I think. Oh my god. I think we have it checked off on um, like, you know, your watch list or, or your wanna watch list either on it Amazon is so or good. Oh my is it I, I watched it about four times. I know you know, I'm not a Star Wars, you know, nerd by any means, but it was so good and I, so I watched it four times. And it's not just Star Wars, so No, no, you're not. But but hey, do you know that parsecs is a measurement of of distance and not time? Well, so I don't want to get into the I don't want to get into the you know the um, the craziness of it, but actually there is a legitimate uh, way of discussing it because essentially there you know there is that whole you know the the time distance thing. So basically the uh, the the idea behind it is that you know he's bragging about it that he went so fast that when you you know basically when you go fast it changes the you know like you know it has an impact on the distance right. And so the idea is, is that he shortened the distance by going so fast. So there was a scientific uh, explanation for it, something so, of that nature. So, so thank a, thank you for taking the bait and talking about how you're not a Star Wars nerd, and then went into the weeds. And and just to emphasize Biff's point, yes, the the YT thirteen hundred light freight cruiser 
known as the Millennium Falcon, had such thrust capabilities that he was able to use the gravitational pull of different stars and different planets on the route, slingshotting the Falcon from point A to B to point B to C faster. So that's why he was able to do it in a shorter distance, thus doing it and and in a shorter period of time and that concludes this episode of wow it's it's shock a loser um next week uh actually speaking of next week biff and i just recorded next week's podcast and i'm not going to say a damn thing about it biff because you had you hadn't met this person beforehand but why why don't you tell our friends about next week's podcast besides well no so you know we're talking about solly mullins and and it was an amazing hour of just you know, you know, amazingly interesting person and certainly very funny and engaging. But you know, let's just say you know, can we talk about what her you know what her so called yeah you know, she has two yeah. careers she has two careers you know one as a comic and one as an a, an adult film uh, artist. So yeah, so it was a you know. Uh, and we did talk, you know, heavy on maybe one side more than the other. You guys, you know, can guess which you know side we were more interested in. But yeah, oh my, such an engaging age, uh, engaging. <laughs> well, well uh, the sad thing, yeah. the sad thing is, Biff, because it's me and you, we were more interested in the comedy side than the yeah. side because yeah. we're old. And but it, but it is. She has a great special called "Taking a Sleazy" on Amazon Prime. She came on to talk about that. She she worked with Joe and I way back in the day when Joe lived in LA you know we lived out there for a while together doing comedy stuff and met her um she's a touring road comic who also you know produces her own low budget radar movies and is a uh, finished porn actress for the last 20 years and she's awesome and great and and that was a lot a lot of fun uh, which is a perfect segue into we are recording this on the eve of uh, Juneteenth. So uh, as of tomorrow, or as of dropping this podcast two days ago, uh, did you have a happy first federally recognized Juneteenth, Biff? Well, you know, you know it's, it, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, celebrating Juneteenth is, you know, in one way, you know, appropriate and in another way kind of there's a there's that sadness factor to it. Right. I mean, you know, wh- you know, why do we have to have, you know, to celebrate something that was abolished that shouldn't have ha- been, you know, a thing in the first place? Right. I mean, there's that aspect of of it. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where, you know. Obviously, it's about time, and obvious. You know, I was. I'm a relative latecomer to knowing. You know what this was. I think it wasn't about. I think I probably found out about it maybe four years ago, and uh, and I guess in regionally, uh, people had you know it, it had been more you know out in the open in the other areas, and but I had no idea until about you know four years ago or so, four or five years ago maybe. So yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, you know, great on, you know. Uh, you know, the, you know, the current you know, crop of people. And, you know, I don't want to go into partisan stuff here because they passed it and, you know, and it's freaking about time. Right. So we, we, we'll circle back to this later because it is, it's, it's well overdue. I'll be honest. Went to college minor. I, 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 for the first two years, minored in history. It wasn't until the Watchmen two years ago, the TV series, the Watchmen <laughs> uh, on HBO max that I knew about, the, the massacre in Tulsa, which led me to learn about Juneteenth and other things. It's again, it's right. the same thing. It's like, look, I, I, 
I got to college before I found out about the Japanese internment camps, and I was embarrassed and ashamed to say that. And I, so, <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 horrible that I didn't know about this. But we'll we'll talk about not knowing that you know uh, later. Uh, but before I forget. Want to give a big shout out because I think we're gonna end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That, m- m- much to much to people like Joe and All Star Tommy streams. No, I'm not doing that yet. Uh, but tomorrow is my uh, beloved sister's birthday, so a big shout out to my sister Cam. And on uh, the day after that is uh, management's birthday, my my beloved wife Ellen. Both ironically turning forty on the same day again. Coincidentally, it's not ironic. One day apart, yeah. Coincidentally, they're both. Turning- Did you not watch Reality Bites? You know, God, this hear Ethan Hawke's you know explanation of what the definition of irony is. Come on, uh, great soundtrack. Yeah, great soundtrack. Uh, his, his she wasn't his roommate. I think she lived the apartment next to him. Lisa right, Loeb's song, yeah. and the first song yeah. to go number one by an artist who didn't. Uh, have a record uh, yeah and um, now she's on a geico commercial so 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 huge happy birthday to my yeah. sister and beloved wife uh so gonna have a big party or what's the deal or no no you know no. Uh, you know um, you have a pool and everything you can have a party well we are having a party uh tomorrow our friend is having a party what's great is we have a very nice pool and a very nice yard and we can barely pay our sons to get in the pool, but our friend's uh, daughter is turning 11, and she's having a party here for her. You know, my my wife will have fr- her friends over and have a party. So you're saying she goes to 11. And she goes all the way to – but this one, why not just turn up 10 and make 10 the loudest? Uh, yeah. But she uh, – so, so so the pool is getting used to the party, but sadly not for my wife's birthday or my sister. But, <laughs> but, but, but maybe, you know, who, who absolutely knows? Uh, Biff, I've talked over the last several months. I've been writing this, this screenplay that I'm very proud of that I actually just right. sent out yep. last week. There's, a, oh, there's yeah. a scene in it where I reference one of my TV idols, where I reference one of my true TV heroes, where I reference a guy that Dan Cray, Beyond It, and I recorded a song in 92, and we <sighs> reference this gentleman. And I was told by a few people, you know what? That's a dated reference. People won't know who it is. You should change it to X, Y, Z. And I drew a line in the sand, and I said, damn it, Herb Tarlick means <laughs> way too much to me, <laughs> and if people don't get the reference, well, they don't fucking deserve to read my script. Um is what I said to myself inside, but I did. I had I had a couple people who were like, dude, that's that's from the seventies. No one's going to know who he is. Sadly, the the actor Frank uh, Bonner passed this week, who played Herb Tarlick. And when I seen the outpouring on on Twitter and in the news, it's like you know what? I was right. People do know who the great Herb Tarlick is. I'm glad I held my guns. I'm going to be honoring. Herb Tarlick with uh with both the song that we're going out with it's a song called Bookends that we recorded that referenced Herb Tarlick in a loving glowing way and uh, at one point Joe and I had a self indulgent theater in which the words to the WKRP theme song was customized for Carnival personnel but you know this this week's celebrity passing is is Frank Boner better known as Herb Tarlick the sales manager from WKRP in Cincinnati and mm-hmm. The future, hopefully, uh, big screen reference. <laughs> and, and, well, and my you know, movie killing Rebel. Like, like in fairness, right? I, um, 
you know, it, it, it's the kind of things that can happen because when Weezer put uh, Henry Winkler and the Fonz character into but into their Buddy Holly video, right? And this was that was a reference that obviously, you know, nobody, you know, you know, under you know our age range had any idea what that was about. But you know, you put it out there, and suddenly, you know, you, you right. know. Yeah, it could happen. So, so it, it is. It's funny because I, my, the script just officially went out. I, I was kind of waiting on a, a, a last set of notes, but in my head, I said I wanted to get it out June first. My birthday was on the eleventh, and I, you know, the the one main person I really wanted to get in the hands of, I did. I'm like, you know what? I did one more run through, and I sent it out. Uh, but the the Herb Tarlick reference stands. I stand by it, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm happy I did. Also, you know, this week, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. Not that I believe in jinxing things, but our future sideshow guest, Ronick, who runs the production company, um, um, I almost said her old production company, um, Tremendous Entertainment, just this past week, I got my finalized, uh, fully executed shopping deal contract about a show that she and I created that we uh, got Greg Grumberg to be the host of. Nice. And, and hopefully the shopping of that process starts, you know, within the next couple of weeks. So that that is awesome. Dude, Good luck. Best of luck with that. I, I honestly the, the wife and I keep trying to find ways to come home. <laughs> like like you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean we 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 Oh, so you're going back to what? Uh Turkey? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Korea, Qatar. No, it's like, you know, uh, uh, that, that, you know, so somewhere between, you know, between Manhattan Beach and Santa Monica and that, you know, with, with, with from the street end, like, like home for us is that like, you know, eight miles of, of road that we don't have to cross a road to get to the beach. Like that is the dream to get back to there. And, and, and as you've seen, I've graciously offered to let a friend of ours who will remain nameless buy a house that I'm happy to live in and take care of for him out of the goodness of my heart. If it gets me back there, but no, I'm hoping like, a project like this because you know we we have to have something big to bring us back maybe that's it but um as far as production goes it's uh it's kind of been a shitty week in the world of reality show production yeah yeah so you know uh the, that little slip and slide show with uh Ron Funches and uh, what was the other? There was somebody else on the show, but anyway, yeah. Uh, an NBC uh, reality show kind of took a, a little pause when it turns out that um, there was some parasites in the waters that uh, was being used for the slip and slide. Uh, that is the kind of the central thing to the show. I don't know what the how the show works, but uh, you know, all I know is that you know, I, I would say just go on the internet and look for news articles under with the term explosive diarrhea because apparently apparently that was at the heart of this cancellation was, where was the article written by an eight-year-old on the onion <laughs> Biff, or was this a real thing well so you know it, you know I, you know it, like once again hard to tell the difference between the onions and the real stuff but the i think it was quoting uh somebody from the show describing the situation and of course you know since it's a direct quote 
Yeah, put it on the put it on the uh, headline. Yeah. Of course you do. I think it was like from cast and crew, something like eighteen or nineteen people yeah. suffered uncontrollable explosive yep. diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you, you 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 get through COVID, you get all the COVID protocols set up on set, and then yeah, you don't filter the water. Oh, uh, yeah. Biff, you know, I I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I love Marvel comics. I love Marvel movies. I love DC movies. And I think it's safe to say that Zack Snyder is pretty much a, uh, you know, an an entrenched, well-versed, well-respected producer and director of DC product. Yes? Sure. Whatever. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's done, he's done, you know, the Watchmen, he's done 300, he's done a lot of stuff that, you know, the Justice League and anyway. So when Zack Snyder posts on Twitter that Batman eating pussy is part of DC canon, I think that ends the debate whether, whether Batman goes down or not. What? Why are we talking about this? Like, <laughs> like, do I really? Do you really think I give a crap? I mean, really, do you think it was- our, our listener really does? And and so, if anyone, if anyone, I, I'll bring him up to speed. John, uh, what ended up happening is there was a big debate. There's a show on HBO Max. Uh, you know, it's a it's an animated show based on Harlequin, and um, she's great. It's it's but it's a it's a mature. It's a you know an NC seventeen ver you know animation which kills the boys you know my kids 13 and 11 it's like why can't i watch this it's like well i don't even know if i'm mature enough to watch this but there was a scene uh, coming up in season three and which you know batman goes down on catwoman that not the censors because it's you know it's on hbo max you have to pay to see it and they're like yeah that's too much for us which caused the great debate of you know, does Batman. And um, and as my wife, when she weighed in, says, you know, why do you think the cowl only covers from his nose up? Of course he does. <laughs> but uh, but when Zack Snyder weighed in this week, I, and, and at least it's one of those things where the first five people who sent it to me, I'm like, oh, this is cool. The second 500 people like, Jock, have you seen this? Zack Snyder says it's like, yeah, okay, I, I, I get it. And I believe it. But I think it puts... Uh, puts an end to that. Biff, this is a big wake for you to drive the, the the podcast. There's a lot going on in the land of the rising sun, starting with by the time we record our next podcast, the Olympics will be underway. Yes, you know, so they say, right? I mean, it is kind of funny that um, the polls are still showing a lot. Uh, more than half of the people uh, are against, you know, proceeding with this, you know, just because, uh, and it's the government's fault for not having this, the, you know, everything under control. Um, the people were kind of, you know, by and large, I mean, they were good about wearing masks, but they're at a point where they're dealing with the fatigue, but the government rollout of the vaccine has been really, really sad in terms of just the logistics weren't there. The capacity, you know, isn't there. So, yeah, I mean, they're still going to be in vaccination mode throughout the entirety of the Olympics. And so that's why, you know, they, you know, a lot of the, um, the you know, the people there are kind of against it. So well, well, what I heard 10,000 volunteers have backed out. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's been an ongoing thing where, you know, and the volunteers have backed out for a variety of reasons. But, yeah, I mean, this it's just the their inability to secure, you know, provide safety for these people. And it's a kind of a, I think there's a certain level of uh, 
you know, the stance that they took in terms of not letting certain people to jump the gun. But I mean, they're still working on the elderly people right now, you know, in, you know, June. And this is, I mean, this is two months after I got my turn, right? And, you know, and of course, go ahead and make my, you know, Biff is an old man jokes, you know, all you want. But, you know, I'm I'm still not eligible in Japan. To, no, you know, it, you know I, to sidebar for a second, just last week, my wife showed me that, like, Kate Middleton, the future queen of England, yeah. just got her first yeah. vaccination the day yeah. after the day after our 13 year old yeah. got his second vaccination. Right. And we're like, wait a minute. If he's, <laughs> yeah. if he's fully vaccinated by the time you're getting to that. Yeah. But back in Japan, I know it's been a huge thing where, you know, tourists weren't going to be allowed to come to the Olympics. No, yeah. And, and like, look, when you and I went to the Olympics in Vancouver in 2010, I mean, it was so well organized because almost on every corner you had a person or two or three people yeah. wearing the jackets, yeah. having maps, having schedules in their pockets of like, oh, you want to go here, here, you want to go. I mean, that Olympics in Vancouver was so well run because of that army of, of volunteers. I wonder if in Tokyo, if it's going to be, you know, if, if the volunteers backing out isn't that big of a deal because there's not as many tourists and it's more local people going, or is it going to hamper the ex Olympic experience for those who get to go? Yeah, well, in the difference between Canada and Japan being a lot of the people, you know, going to Canada, you know, spoke the language. A lot of the people going to Japan, are, you know, aren't speaking the language. And to some degree, you know, the Japanese can navigate English, you know, to a point. But you're still going into, you know, as my wife would put it, a foreign country, you know. So, uh, yeah. So I think it's going to be tough for anybody who is visiting. And obviously, that's, you know, it, I think the thing that's going to be a problem is that whatever plan that they had, probably doesn't have the capacity to react to such uh, a change in resources. So, you know, it's going to be a logistics nightmare. What, what, what it, given, given if the government was able to make the decision, do you think they would push it again till next year? Because the IOC said, nope, it's being held, period, the end. It's not open for discussion. The Olympic people were the ones that are flat out saying it, it's going ahead. Yeah, and I wonder if like how much because there's no way you 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 don't make money on the Olympics. I mean, we we've talked about that a number of times. I think the '96 Winter Olympics in the U.S. was the last time the Olympics weren't in the red, and that's because the infrastructure was already there right. when they right. hosted it. But but you know, documentary after documentary about how the cities, sure. the year after, two years, four years after a World Cup or an Olympic. They're still digging out from the debt. They didn't get the return on investment. Now they have these monstrosities of, of stadiums that will never get used again. And um, and and with Tokyo not even having the benefit of tourism to kind of weigh against that, um, I do. I I I I feel for for the city and for the country as a whole, who's really just going to take a bath on this. Well, um, so, you know, Tokyo, I mean, it's for one thing, it's not the Tokyo's first Olympics, right? So, uh, you know, it's their second one. And so that helps. And they, they didn't do the kind of large scale construction that other, you know, recent Olympics had done. So in that sense, they're not going to have, have that part. Of, and I think that probably plays into a lot of uh, people's sentiments, right? You know, the idea of taking a bath. Uh, they ended up doing a lot of things that they were hoping to do anyway, but now this, you know, they've been forced into doing it, but by, you know, so 
lots of infrastructure projects, but the, not it's not like these. We're not going to be dealing with a, a lot of these whatever useless, you know, venues like the other right. Ones, the, other, so. the other places have to. Yeah. Biff, I don't know what where I heard this this week, and I'm racking my brains. It's it's a stupid topic to bring up. We could talk about it for ten seconds or just move on. Is eight a lucky number in in Japan? Uh, you know, eight is a lucky number, definitely in China, and th- I think to some degree it is in Japan. All I can tell you is is that four is unlucky. So. Really? Yeah. Because when I heard that, it's like, no, no, you people are wrong. Seven's a lucky number. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, so four. In uh, if you go to. Uh, like a lot of the elevators in Japan don't have the or not a lot of the buildings in Japan don't have the fourth floor, right? So on the elevator, yeah, interesting. Like so. here, it's like the thirteenth. So number four is like like thirteen. Yeah, places. but I mean, it has a. It's more, you know, like yeah, it has a lot of. There's a lot of meaning to it. You know, there's it sounds like the you know it's a you know it's a homonym for the word you know one of the words of. That say death, and it's also the structure of the number looks like the character death. So you know, there's a whole kinds of things involved in it. Yeah. So so stay tuned for the sideshow in which we do a deep dive into the number. Four no, we're not going to do that. No, we are not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. People want to know. Uh, people also want to know what what's the whole deal with driving without a license in Japan. Well, you know, you know, it really has to do with driving without a license for a certain a specific type of a vehicle. So, it turns out that if you drive an electric kickboard, so those those are one of those you know little you know, essentially it's like little skateboards uh, with a little handle, but it uh, has got a motor on it. If you uh, drive that on the city uh, roads, you actually need a license in Japan, which is like crazy talk, but true. So well, no, I, I mean I know in Florida and, and certain like look, the, the golf cart is the way of yeah. transportation for a lot of people in Florida because so many people who drive in Florida are in their teens. Right, okay. 113, yeah. 104. Sure. Yeah. Uh, right. But you do, you have to have them register it, license plate, all the but was was funny on the clip that you sent. It was just funny because Tokyo. I, I assume it was Tokyo. It was that was Osaka. It was Osaka. Okay. But yeah. major city, and these yeah. people are driving down a road that should be covered with cars, and they look like the Silver Surfer just on a completely empty roadway. Yeah, yeah, and and, yeah. and again, the news stories. Uh, Try to remind me, or I'll try to remind you to post a link. What I love about the, these news stories that Biff sends me is the way they're shot, the dramatic way of like the 30 second, like it almost looks like an infomercial for these scooters, the way it like pans across the wheel slowly up the head. It's like it's this hundred dollar scooter. Yep. But they but the way they shoot these very dramatic news pieces. Yeah. I love I love the fact that they still do reenactments. Like I think in in the U.S. in general, the reenactments only occur on those like Dateline shows and stuff like that, right? You know, they don't do reenactments on just regular news segments. No, no, never. No. You know, they no. find some local asshole who got to the scene ten minutes after it happens, and, yep. and it's like, Earl, tell us what you think went down. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and then they move on. Uh, so, Wait, before we go, so I know you, I know I see on our rundown what the next thing up is. You know, so one of the things that, uh, and we, you know, we talked with Sally earlier, one of the things I didn't get to do during that session because we ran out of time was, you know, I wanted to run that, uh, our, our little quiz oh, with her. Oh, oh, no. right. Damn it. 
you know, it was, it was it's all right. It's all right. You know, it's one of those. So maybe we'll try to do it. We'll try to do it interactively, you know, on, on the social media and tag her and see if she can play the game. But, you know, I have another edition of, you know, yes. uh, find a porn star. I'm ready. I'm ready this time. All right. I'm not going to so, overthink it. Last time I overthought it. All right. So this, uh, you seen the screen right now? Do you I, see I four? Can, yep. All right. All right. So, oh, you know, I forgot to put numbers on them, but, you know, which one do you think top is right. the porn star? Top, top, top right. This top one. Right. Yep. Right. Top there. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because because you saw the cleavage yep. said top right. Right. I did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's there's that same woman in the same outfit shredding on the guitar. Just just killing it. Just killing it. Yeah, she's uh, she. This is Saki, the uh, lead guitarist from the uh, band Mary's Blood, and also uh, Nemophila, one of my favorite uh, Japanese uh, metal bands out right now. But yeah. Oh, so I'm over one. Okay, let's oh, over one. So, so the one on the top left that looks like a Halloween outfit. The one on the bottom left looks like she's going to an anime festival. So, yep. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go bottom right. Bottom right, this one right here. Yep. Okay. Well, I gotta I gotta say that you know you're really loving the guitarists because <laughs> oh that's awesome playing the flying V. Look at that. Look at well, not just the flying V. That's her custom model with her custom shape. So this is yeah, this is Toki, the uh, uh, guitarist from Aldius. It's a twin guitar, you know, Japanese metal, a uh, female metal band. So yeah, once again, you're liking the guitarists. So doing a great job. Okay, so. <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna go with the anime girl with the pink hair and the bottom right, on the b- b- bottom, bottom left. left. This bottom one, left. yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So, so I, this is so amazing that you know you you know. So here's her doing a little little TV show. She's actually a TV announcer, and here she's just doing this little special, you know, one of those random programs. So once again, you know. You missed it, you know. You know, and, and it was the same placement. It was the girl in the top left, the last one who had the glasses on. Okay, so, so. you know what's, and you know what the worst part of it is. The worst part of it is it's the same actress that I used <laughs> the last time. <laughs> you are such a dick. <laughs> so yeah, so you managed to, you know, not only, you know, screw up this entire thing. <laughs> You know, get it as wrong as you possibly could. But I gave you the same actress in the exact same position. Oh, man. Oh, um, on this week of Jock Can't Tell People Apart. But this is why I wanted, you know, obviously because, you know, I wanted to see if a trained professional, you know, could, you know, do better. I mean, the first one that I picked with the, with the you know, band photo cleavage shot. It's like, come on. I guarantee you when you post it. You know, if you did it as a poll, it's like most people are going to say, "Oh, it's her." I guess. Well, we'll give it. A, we'll we'll see how it goes, right? We'll see how it goes. All oh, that yeah. that it's good. I'm glad you softened up by by having something fun before we get into this week of treason, Biff. Yeah. How is William Barr and Jeff Sessions not in jail for? <sighs> I, I mean, and look again. I'll I'll ask I'll ask you because you're more level headed. You you have a a kind of a different a different take on it. You know. Um, but truly, when when word came out this week that yeah, they were spying on the family members of Adam Schiff, you know, during the Schiff, first yeah. impeachment hearing, who who was like yeah. the head of the you know impeachment committee and in, in, in Congress, um, and and that the DOJ had been like un- unlawfully tapping yeah. phone lines and and and, yeah. and subpoenaing Apple to get his families 
Like, yeah. you know, I mean, this is Nixon stuff, right? I mean, right. This is, this literally is Nixon stuff. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't even know where to go with a lot of these things anymore. I guess all I would say is that I'd like, you know, I'd like somebody to explain to me, you know, why like the, um, uh, there is no actual, like, you know, you know, investigation and then, you know, whatever the, whatever the prosecutor prosecution process is, right. You know, why is none of, you know, none of that happening or is it happening? And we just don't know. So I, I'm a, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't want I'm, to be I'm an alarmist. A, I don't want to be an alarmist all the time, but it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something going on that, you know, that they're not going to tip their hat that there's an investigation, but I will say, you know, for a month, for a month, a month, a month, you know, the naive, stupid Democrats were negotiating with Mitch McConnell about the terms for putting a, a January 6th commission together. And, right. And, and then yeah. they pull the plug and say, no, we're not going to do this. But then on the other hand, you know, the big the big story this week is, oh, it was a false flag operation put on by the FBI. And you actually have senators <laughs> who voted against investigating January 6th going public and saying, we need to get to the bottom of this. It's like they're playing both sides. And, of course, their people are eating it up. I truly worry about not the election in 18 months and, and Joe Manchin not getting on board with voter rights. I really don't know how we get through the real inauguration coming up in August without things going from really bad to really worse because they are quadrupling down on oh not only did January 6th not happen what did happen is is was FBI and now you actually have congress people calling for the 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 um Two things. You had Congress people who wouldn't even shake hands with the Capitol Police who truly saved their lives yep. calling yep. For the trial of the Capitol Police who shot that woman trying to come through the window. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, it, it's it's. It, I'm at a point where things are so like um, uh, away from what I consider to be like kind of you know reality for whatever. I, I don't know how to even say it, but I just don't know how to react to these things anymore. Right? It's it's just so like unreal. You know that you know. Yeah, January sixth didn't happen. It was a field trip. We don't need to yeah. investigate it. Hey, the FBI hosted yeah. the FBI. You know, hosted January sixth. They were behind it. Why aren't we investigating it? You know, I, it's it's yeah it, yeah. We're you know it's just I don't know where to go with this anymore. But you know it is. Yeah. It's funny because I was watching a clip and Mike Lindell hosted one of these big um, rallies in the middle of the right, right, right. Yeah, almost. And, and and you know when he actually did. You know, a news hit with the guy from The Daily Show. He's yeah, like, Macosta, yeah. Yeah, he's like, okay, so where is the – okay, what happens if the inauguration doesn't happen and Lindsay walks <clears throat> yeah. away? And, and like yeah. I've said before, it's like, you know, at one point the Mayans might have said to the Charmin, it's yeah. like, hey, hey, this is the third time that you said uh, the world yeah. was going to end and we needed to sacrifice our virgin children and uh, where, where, where's the end of the world, man? You know, it's like you're, you're going to the volcano next. <laughs> We kind of we kind of need the uh, the kind of commitment that the Hale Bop guys had. You know, yeah. is that what you're listening? What 100%. you're saying? Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so, I, 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 I'm just going to preface the self indulgent theater by saying once again, we we the passing of the great Herb Tarlick this week. Here it is from like a year ago. The carnival personnel bastardized WKRP in Cincinnati.
There's more to ease. Financial District Home Office. Now that's simple. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered what became of Joe and me. We're living on the air at Carnival Personnel. Carnival Personnel Podcast CPP. Listen to Jacques and Co-Parent yapping. While Joe can quote a movie line by line. They may have no idea what they're talking about. But all in all, they still sound pretty fine. It's Carnival Personnel, the CPP. Okay, Biff, so as you know, um, there is no God, life has no meaning, um, existence is a blank, empty void because the Bruins were eliminated from the playoffs, but I've heard rumors, I've heard whisperings, and I've seen the text messages. Apparently, hockey hockey found a way to, to keep marching forward after the Bruins were eliminated. Is this, yeah, what? Is this true? Yeah. Yeah, whatever, dude. I mean, seriously, <laughs> is, it, is it so? So it's true. The playoffs, the playoffs have continued. It is so good right now. I tell you, the hockey is so good. So you know, I think that you know, in, in you, in you know, not, not to put you through this the next time because you know, by the you know, well, maybe yeah, by the next time we may, I think we still may be in the finals. Yeah, we're but we're we'll, finals, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll make this the last NHL update, and for two reasons. Number one is that. Um, uh, I think our both of our predictions, you know, before the playoffs, uh, you know, you know, the end result just sucks. So, uh, did you have anybody um, coming out of? Uh, yeah, I, I no, I had uh, I had the Bruins and the Avalanche. In the yeah, so yeah, I, and I had the uh, Avalanche um, over the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, I have one team left from my prediction in the final four, and it's the New York Islanders. And if the New York Islanders, you know, but I didn't have them winning the, you know, the Stanley Cup or anything. So, yeah, my prediction is, you know, it's garbage, and as is many people's predictions. So, you know, that's as far as I, you know, I think I need to go. But um, I think the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say is that it's kind of hilarious that um, in NBC's last year where they uh, given so much crappy coverage they potentially might have the worst stanley cup matchup in like like i don't know for i, I can't i can't even think of the a worst stanley cup matchup ever because if the islanders and the canadians make it to the finals it's going to be a, an absolute ratings disaster in this country oh right right i mean well either way yeah two east coast teams northeast teams you know it, yeah. it literally it harkens back to the original six or the original 12 you know what i mean right. it's it's really a regional thing and i'll tell you the me of many many years past would have just been disgusted and appalled and not been able to come to grips with the canadians uh but uh, honestly i i think I think that article that Taylor sent us about our, our former yeah. king, you know, yeah. being in a yeah. half jersey. It's like honestly, I got a rooting interest for the Habs, believe it or not. Oh yeah, well, I mean, 
there there are there are players on every team that I like. Even the you know so, the so called defending champion, you know Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. That you know I, I don't. There's no need to you know root for the defending champ. But uh, I don't. You know I I used to be you know a real anti Habs guy for many reasons. But you know I've softened up a lot in regards to that in the recent years. And definitely having Tyler Toffoli there helps a lot. So it's kind of funny though. I'm like you know Tyler Toffoli and Corey Perry on that. Team's like, oh, what? And, what? Well, it's funny because it's like you've pointed out a number of times, and we won't get that into the weeds because uh, there are a couple people who don't play hockey who listen to us. Um, yeah, the people in Detroit who kind of, kind of had the opportunity to keep, you know, one of their one of their greatest heroes of the last fifty years of hockey in the fold, who kind of. Um, you know, had to go to the Siberia of hockey by way of Tampa Bay, who now seems to be one of the best GMs in hockey in a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, and so, you know, so I guess that's the we're, thing we're with the, Steve Eiserman. Yeah. That's the thing with the promise that he's showing, right? Because uh, he showed that has the track record in Tampa. So the idea is that he's going to, you know, rebuild that, you know, Red Wings franchise and we'll see how it goes. They haven't been very lucky in the draft, but, you know, speaking of unlucky in the draft, hey, did you see the article about how the 2015 draft ruined your Bruins? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, and, and it is. It's one of those things where I, I, I'll be honest. Like last week, I talked about how I'm recovering from sports radio, but, yeah. you know, I still drive by sports radio's house late at night sometimes and yeah. wonder if they're thinking of me. I yeah. actually this week took them off my preset in the car. Yeah, um, good for you. you know, like literally, it's like, dude, there's there's one morning show on one of the two stations that that is entertaining. That's not always sports, but you know what? I don't need to hear any of this. So I did. I'm just like, you know, uh, I don't need this. You know, I, I do. I I. I I will. If I'm doing something in the kitchen, I'll throw the NHL network on in the background yeah. and catch yeah. highlights because I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to watch games. I'll watch like maybe the last cup game. If it's a clinching game, if somebody's up three to one or something yeah. like that, I'll, I'll tune in in third period. But but you're right. I mean, the skill level. First of all, there was no bad teams in the playoffs. I, I mean, you know, people people who still hold on to the yeah. oh, everybody, in the, everybody makes the playoffs. It's like, dude, no. That's when there were 21 teams and 16 teams made the playoffs. Yeah, you would well, have, you would have the Norris Division winner uh, coming in at sub 500. But you know, hockey is well, it's, so it's, it's, yeah, it's not just that though. Like you know, it, the overall level of play is just you know the players are just so good now. I mean, that's the big difference, right? And because a lot of the goonery has been eliminated from the league, you don't have those you know tripods on the ice anymore. You know, everybody can skate. You know, everybody can shoot. Everybody can stick handle. You know, that's the, yeah, that's the even, thing. I mean, even the fourth line, quote unquote, grinders. Yeah. You know, I, 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 they'll, 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 they'll come out of the corner, you know, go through two people's sets of legs, make a tape to tape pass and another fourth yeah. line, quote unquote, grinder top shelves. Yeah, it's you know it's impressive. Uh, guy, there's a guy named Matt Martin who you may have noticed on the Islanders, and when he was a Leaf, he was a fighter. You know, he evolved into a uh, you know a guy who legitimately uh, you know can you know he is like maybe the cheap man's you know poor man's Ryan Reeves, but yeah, he, he's one of those guys that you know. But yeah. So, so the next topic that, you know, was always Joe's bread and butter, the, you know, g video games and game shows Yeah, uh, that, that, you know, I, uh, I've, I've been known to dabble a little bit in, uh, in the video game realm myself, but this week, Biff, uh, it's you. 
Well, it wasn't me, but I mean, it was just one of those random. Didn't you send me the thing? I like, did you send you the thing because I right. saw the screen well, grab and it looked awesome. Yeah, so you sent me this whatever uh, you know tweet in Japanese and said, you know, and the, well, the funny thing is, is that you tweeted out to me asking me to translate, and some dude did all the actual literal translation for me. It's like, okay, um, that's cool, but you know, I think the thing that he did miss was that um, the audience. Um, probably understood that this was actually uh, a promotion for a, a Godzilla, uh, you know, uh, phone app. It's a video game, you know, in that in Japan, right? So, the I idea is is that this is kind of their, you know, their kind of announcement of okay, it's finally out, right? And and then in con in conjunction with that, they have a collaboration with like one of the you know the TV shows. So I think it's uh, they brought in Jack Jaguar into it. So yeah, so. And it turns out that I thought it would be, I presumed it would be a Japan-only game. But, yeah, uh, it's actually available in the U.S. So I've downloaded it. I haven't really played it too much. But I, um, I, I, follow, I, follow some, um, I follow some kaiju pages and some Godzilla uh -huh. pages because, you know, I'm right. me. And so I get, more, I get more, you know, Japanese content sometimes in my feed than, than most people who look like me. Uh, but I did. I saw this game. It, I, you know, it looked like I said, the screen caps looked really interesting. So um, I'm like, yeah, I'll just I'll just at Biff on this and maybe he can tell me, you know, what the hell is going on. But it was it was funny that somebody else like, you know, jumped in. But I uh, so I can get the game and it's also in English. Uh, well, it, I presume it's also available on the App Store. Uh, you know, in, it's available on my Android. So there you go. Do you know? Um, fun, fun, and it's in English, by the way. It's in English. Fun sidebar here because it's based yeah. on a Godzilla animated series, correct? Uh, right, right. When the first animated series came here maybe 20 years ago, it, it, there was uh -huh. like a 200 episode run right, right. in Japan. Yeah. Our friend, uh, Mr. Latham, will tell you. Remember, he he bought he bought a house that was like a castle at one point. Okay, he bought that because it was cheaper to hire him to redo the music, you know, for the American audience. So Interesting. One hundred percent backed on the on the music that he wrote and composed yeah. for the Godzilla cartoon and the yeah. and the late nineties early 2000s here so so i wonder if they called him back we should you know maybe reach out to friend jimmy to get in contact with well, well let's see let me maybe we could just you know well, i mean you know you know if you know if you want to contact them great but maybe i'll just do a search on the internet <laughs> that's, that's true too um so are you watching anything good these days other than hockey why, why do also I, why do I, I don't know if i you know the last time um so because because now we're not we're no, no longer doing the back to back games uh, when on one of the nights when the games ended early and then we had a couple nights last week when uh, it was after the series you know the uh, series ended and the quarterfinals have uh, semifinals haven't started uh, I I managed to uh, get in four more episodes of The Mandalorian thank you very much oh fantastic where are you. I it's like episode season ten one, of season, season one. Okay, yeah, so you're still season one. Yeah, just about ending the season ten, uh, season one. I think it's great. Yeah. It, 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 it is really fantastic. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, yes, it's biased. Yes, I like almost every Star Wars thing out there. Yes, I like almost every Marvel thing out there. But honestly, the Mandalorian has been amazing. The new spinoff of the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, is really okay. really good. Um. 
But for me, uh, you know, I'm caught up on the HBO Max show Hacks, which is a uh-huh. really fun show about, you know, a legendary Vegas comic. Right. Um, I'm caught up on the uh, Apple TV Plus show Mythic Quest, which is about the inner, it's the office inside World of Warcraft, basically. If, if, if the, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw if, the trailers for that. Instead of taking place, Dunder Mifflin selling paper, it was right. the office filmed inside World of Warcraft. It, it, it is great. But, but the new thing that I'm watching, honestly, it's only two episodes in, but Marvel is three for three with their phase two in the TV realm. Uh, yeah. WandaVision was amazing. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was yeah. educational and amazing. And Loki is holy fuck. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, it's great. I think that nobody expected Loki to suck, right? I mean, like, you know, I mean, you have such a great premise and you have such a great character and you have such a great actor. I mean, it's like, you know, you can't screw that one up. I mean, I think the obviously the WandaVision is the one where that's the risk that they took. Right. They they really rolled. And the thing is, they took they took such a risk. And right out of the gate. They're not like, yeah. okay, well, we're going to try yeah. this or this. They didn't start with yeah. Loki. They started with the most yeah. left field. Yep, yep, absolutely. But, you know, so so that's that's one. I was more interested to watch that than uh, the rest of my family was because I just thought – and, you know, obviously – Seeing the premise of it, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a I'm a kid of that era's TV, right? So, you know, I you know, in that sense, you know, I just wanted, you know, I wanted to see that aspect of it, right? There's a there's a nostalgia piece to it, right? You know, it's interesting because yeah, I mean, WandaVision was fucked up in the most awesome, great ways. Yeah. And it took three or four episodes before you realized what the hell's going on. I mean, it yeah. was and it wasn't all over the map. It wasn't like they were trying to yeah. figure it out. It was very deliberate in its craziness. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, everybody knows that at one point the Falcon replaced Steve Rogers and became Captain America. And this is the story of, you know, w- w- why you know, the right. person that Steve Rogers himself came back through time to hand the shield to and say, "Look, you're the next Captain America." And it, you know, it it like I said, the first couple episodes of that was a spandex tights, capes punching bad guys in the face show. A right. Continuation. But then it takes this, you know, this this Juneteenth, Tulsa systematic racism, uh, Tahiti Airmen, you know, turn where you're like, holy yep. shit, I'm loving cool. superheroes. And I'm also learning a shitload. And it was it was a lot deeper. It was great. Loki, I'm not giving anything away. You've seen the greatest movie ever, Endgame. When 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 they go back in time to New York and Loki accidentally gets hold of the Tesseract and disappears. Right, right, right. Yeah. This picks right. up seconds right. later. <laughs> like, yeah. like you, you knew he was gonna survive somehow. But again, it's like, okay, I know Loki's gonna be great. I know they're gonna start when less Loki picked up the Tesseract. But what happens after that, unless you were in the writer's room and yeah. signed a, a, a non-disclosure agreement, yeah. you don't have any fucking idea where it's going. And it's so good. So, uh, But I am. I'm now a prisoner of, oh, fuck. It comes out on Wednesday night or, or Thursday, Tuesday nights, like 3 a.m. I got okay. to stay off social media. Until the wife comes home, and hopefully we can watch it Wednesday. But if we can't watch it to Thursday and Friday, I got to do a lockdown so I don't get any spoilers. But no, it it is great. It is great. Um, highly recommend. And 
Uh, and isn't the uh, Black Widow coming out soon, or is that yep, out? Or yep, that you know that that's coming out. That that is on uh, last week when we when we went through, or two weeks ago. Yeah, no, last week when we went through our movie list. That yeah. uh, that I think is probably the first or second I'm gonna go in the theater and see it. Yep. And what's interesting yep. is, um, you know, the movie as as you might have known replaced directors halfway through. And, oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a time's up, move on kind of. Okay. And what's really interesting, I, uh, you know, go online and look at the movie poster before with the first director that they were going to release and after. And okay. lo and behold, they're going to focus on Scarlett Johansson's character being super smart, being a badass. Of course, right. being attractive. I mean, you know, being being you know a Russian female spy and using your sexuality to infiltrate X, Y, or C is part of it. But it's just just the poster alone, um, tonal differences of okay, it's more than hanging a piece of ass out the uh, you know a butcher putting a piece of ass in front of the uh, right. the shop window and, and and playing up on that. So you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing because I think that's the first big. Phase two, you know, okay. I, I don't know yeah. if it's phase two or how, how, but yes, I'm looking forward to that. Biff, do you have any parenting tips for this week? Uh, absolutely none. How about you? Uh, last week I talked that, you know, my little guy is starting to like baseball. And, right, right, right. Yep. Uh, uh, school vacation starts in earnest this week. And so does his jam packed schedule of, uh, I signed him up for summer baseball as he won. Okay. You know, he hated baseball, didn't want to do it. It's stupid. They lost the championship game, uh, yesterday. And, oh, bummer, but yep. you know, it, dude, it was a good, bad thing because it luckily they were outplayed the whole game. Like it wasn't, right. you know what I mean? It's a, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those sports things where they beat this team twice in the regular season. Uh huh. Fun fact, those runs don't carry over to this game. And yeah, but, but he was in tears, which it killed me when he came over to me and he puts his head, you know, and, yeah. and, and but I'm like, dude, you got to get back out there for the team meeting. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? And he did. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and, I, and as my wife said, it's like, well, if, if, if he didn't care, he wouldn't be like, you know, in that. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough lesson. You know, it, it, it was one of those parenting things where it's like, I just want to hold him and tell him it's okay and let him cry yeah. at me. But he has to be back out there with the team. And I'm every guy who's not going to win the Stanley cup this time around, you know, wants their dad to throw their arms around him and tell him it's going to be okay. But they first got to get through that handshake line, <laughs> you, know, you know, and it is, it's, it's one of those moments, but you know, my parenting thing is I've also signed him up for flag football on, on Saturdays. He's doing, okay. uh, we're going to start. He wants to start, you know, maybe doing hockey in the fall. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to find some sick times to get out there. So my parenting tip is if you don't want them to be on the fucking screens all summer long, uh, you don't be on the fucking screens all summer <laughs> yeah, long yeah. and get out there yeah. and do the shit with them. So my parenting tip is, uh, you know, get the fuck out there, you fat ass. And, and, there you go. And, and do it. There you go. Uh, Biff, uh, before I let you take over, the ending song bookend. Beyond It, 1992, it references, again, the late, great Herb Tarlick. And I turn it over to you. Yeah, so I think I'd like to, uh, you know, backtrack and start talking about um, the my projected expansion draft roster for the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> because I know everybody wants to hear about that. So one thing with the uh, about the Kraken, and everybody knows that the GM is, you know, Ron Francis. And, and don't forget... 
apologizing and trying to make amends. I colored all the pages so I know how this book ends.